From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. It is a joy to welcome you today. We look forward every day to gathering here and just spending some time with an open Bible, and I'm thankful that you've joined us today. If you're brand new, first time that you've been with us, we welcome you. And if you're one of our family of friends who've been with us for a long time, we certainly appreciate you and thank you for being here every day. We're looking these days at an extended series that I call Highlighting the Book of Philippians, looking at the various mountain peaks in that epistle in the New Testament. And I think it has a lot of really sharp things that just kind of reach up above and grab you. And today we're going to look at a personality. There are two people mentioned in the epistle, both of them right here in chapter 2. And the first one is Timothy. And we're going to look at him and we're going to learn some things about him that I think will be especially helpful to me and to you. And we'll look at that without any hesitation at all here in just a moment. Let me just remind you that the Lord's Day is coming this weekend, and I have the privilege to be at the Church of the Open Door in Westminster, Maryland, all day on Sunday. And those of you who live there in the Carroll County, Maryland area, I hope that you'll plan to be at the church Sunday morning and Sunday night. I had the privilege to serve there for a long time, and uh, I also am very grateful for my successor who is there of long standing. He's a great friend, and we get together, and he invites me back just uh, every now and then, and I'm glad for the privilege, and so I announce it today and tomorrow so that you'll be sure to join us at the Church of the Open Door in Westminster, Maryland, this coming Sunday, August the 21st. Now, let's get to our study today, Philippians chapter 2, and I read from verse 19 and following. But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy shortly unto you, that I also may be of good comfort when I know your state. For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state, for all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. But you know the proof of him, that as a son with the Father he hath served with me in the gospel. Him, therefore, I hope to send presently, so soon as I shall see how it will go with me. Now, I've read several verses there to make the point that we have here the story, the beginning of a story, about Timothy, who is a younger protege of the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul had served faithfully for a good number of years now, several decades, and Timothy had come on the scene, and he obviously is a very trusted co-worker at this point. In fact, if you look at verse 19, he says, I'm going to send Timothy in just a little bit. I'm going to send him to you. Let him carry the message and whatever else needed to be done. And he goes on to say in verse 20, there's really nobody else available. Nobody that I can trust to do what I need to have done here. So he's counting on Timothy to be a help to him. Now, we meet Timothy, first of all, in Acts chapter 16. That uh, chapter simply says, uh, verse number 1, Then came he to Derby, talking about Paul, and Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple was there named Timotheus, the son of a certain woman which was a Jewish, and believed, but his father was a Greek. So Timothy had an unsaved father. He had a saved mother. 
He had an unchristian father and a Christian mother. Now, we will learn later in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 5, where it says, When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. So he has a heritage, a background. Actually, he is a third-generation Christian. His grandmother was faithful in her faith, and his mother was faithful in her faith, and they passed along their knowledge of God, their knowledge of the gospel, their knowledge of Christ to Timothy. And he says, I'm persuaded in you also. And he calls what the three of them had an unfeigned faith. That just simply means it's an unhypocritical faith. It's an unpretentious faith. It is a faith that is real. It is genuine. It is the essence of who they are. They are totally committed. They have yielded themselves to the Lord, and they are solid Christians. And that is so very, very obvious from this passage. Now, also in 2 Timothy chapter 3, and verse 15, the passage says, And that from a child... Thou hast known the Holy Scriptures. So this is a matter, again, where Timothy is building on what has been handed to him from the two previous generations. Even when he was a little guy, I mean, just uh, uh, elementary school age, we would say now, five, six, seven, eight, nine years of age, in that time frame, he is learning the Holy Scriptures. The Bible is being taught to him. He's got access to those Old Testament Scriptures, and they are, in fact, the source through which he is made wise unto salvation, and they taught him about the coming Messiah and about the Messiah who had come. So we have all of that in place in Timothy's life. He had that early exposure to the gospel. He signed on to it, and now he has become an asset to the Apostle Paul. You say, how did he do that? Well, he is a trusted associate, a trusted confidant, a trusted co-worker in the ministry. And obviously that is the case because we have two letters, two epistles in the New Testament written by the Apostle Paul to Timothy. That's 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy in the New Testament. And those two epistles are powerful, powerful words for him and for us. Now, let me just make very clear what we're dealing with here and why I think it's important that we look at the Timothy story. Paul was a brilliant man. He was a brilliant intellectual, a great man, not only as a Christian, but in terms of who he was, what he did, how he went about business, and he was a very successful man of God. But the obvious truth is he needed help. He had security issues for one thing. Almost every place that he went, they were having to deal with security matters, people trying to do him harm. He had support issues. He was trying to keep himself fed and clothed and housed as he went about from town to town. And those issues also made the necessity for help. And then, uh, of course, he had incarceration issues because he wound up in jail several different times. Now, in spite of the fact that the Apostle Paul was a brilliant man and a very successful one, he needed help. He needed co-workers like Timothy and uh, really, co-workers, whoever you are, whatever you do, they are valuable to you. I had the privilege to be pastor for a long time, and uh, very honestly, 
I could not have begun to have done the things that needed to be done when I was pastor of a small church and later when I was pastor of a very large church. I could not have done even a third, even a tenth of everything that needed to be done except for a great group of co-workers who stood with me, who stood by me, who helped me all along the way. Now, I've been here at the Sword of the Lord for a long time now and uh, travel a lot, preaching in churches all across the country. And of course, the daily work here in the publishing ministry that we have at the Sword of the Lord. And uh, we have about 35 folks, maybe 35 or so, who work here every day. And uh, listen, I could not begin to do what some of them do. I don't know how to do what some of them do. But we found them, and they've come on board, and they share the dream. They share the vision. They have the same understanding. We're on page together, but they do things that I cannot do. If I went over here to our state-of-the-art print shop, and uh, they said, okay, go over there and start that machine and run it, I would be at a total loss. I don't know how to do those things, but my coworkers do. And that could be true all over the place here because we have that need for others to stand by us and help us. And even many of my coworkers, they have people around them who are doing things that they know how to do that are helpful as well. I also make the application of this to a family situation. My wife and I have been married many years. We have two grown children. We have six grandchildren who are grown now and one little great-granddaughter. I'm telling you, building a family, having a great family, having a wonderful family, having a blessed, godly family. Uh, you say, well, uh, how did all of that happen? Well, my wife and I partnered together from day one in building together the kind of a marriage that we thought would honor the Lord, and at the same time, working when the children came to uh, build a strong family. And uh, there's a lot of things she did that I could never have done, but we partnered together. We were like co-workers in our family. And honestly, there came a point in time where our children were co-workers as well, and our grandchildren have become that as well. So we're all pulling together to build a great family. And I just wanted to make the point here. Timothy is the kind of an example that every single one of us should look to. I mean, he's a younger man, a younger protege of the Apostle Paul, but he demonstrates very clearly that just because you're young doesn't mean that you have to go out and do a lot of stupid things. He obviously had got on board early on, served the Lord. He had been faithful. He has no bad track record. He has no smear on his name. He has honored his family. He has honored the Lord. He has honored the gospel. I mean, this is the kind of a young man that you just look at and say, praise the Lord for him because he has done, even in his youth, what ought to be done by every Christian and demonstrated very clearly that younger people can be successful and can be good Christian workers as well. Tomorrow, the Lord willing, when we get to tomorrow's broadcast, we're going to look at a guy also mentioned here in this chapter that I think is probably a more mature man, and I'll have some things to say about him to demonstrate not only do we look to youthful men, but we look to the mature men as well, and we look forward to having them and the balance that they bring as co-workers. I mean, it's just valuable for all of us. And if somebody listening to me today, and I don't mean to suggest that you might be in this category, 
But if somebody's listening to me today and you just think you can be a lone wolf out here in the lost world, you think you can be the lone ranger and never need a friend, I'm telling you, I think you're in for trouble. I think you need to stop immediately and recognize that you need to build people around you who will be supportive, build people around you who will strengthen you, who will make you a better person simply because you provide some accountability to them. I don't think any of us, not any of us, whether we we be young or older, none of us can be what we should be without the help that other people give us. And somewhere along the way, you and I need to recognize that fact. We need the undergirding of the Timothys. We need the undergirding of those around us who can provide for us things that make us stronger, make us better, make us more productive, more fruitful. And not only that, whenever we have co-workers, we need to honor them. We need to let them know that they're appreciated, need to let them know that they're doing things for us that we could not do for ourselves, and then show them the respect that goes with their job as well. They may not be at the top of the food chain, so to speak, in terms of uh, what they're doing in the uh, work, but if they're doing their job and doing it well, you and I should show them respect. And uh, let me just suggest this to you. In all of the relationships of life, whether it be at work or in your family or whatever, every one of us should be what I call a TY person, that's a thank you person. I mean, it literally every day from your lips, there should come those two words again and again and again. As people around you are supporting you and helping you and undergirding you in what you do, just don't forget to say thank you because, listen, if your coworkers are not in place, you'll know it. If they're not doing their job, you're going to know it. And if they don't do their job and help you, you're not going to accomplish near what you would like to. So let's be sure that we acknowledge the Timothys. And I appreciate getting to give you the Timothy story as it's presented in the Bible here. Now, tomorrow, we've got a more mature man we'll look at, and I'll tell you about him on the broadcast tomorrow. God bless you. Thank you for being along today. I'd love to send you a sample copy of our Sword of the Lord newspaper, free of charge. Just ask for it, and we'll send it. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Until tomorrow, God bless you, have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now.